action. Yay! Okay, what's up, man? Jordan Alexander, welcome to Pardon My Success. I love it. I like that. Wait, I want to hold it to like a podcast. You want to hold her? No, yeah. Because here's my thing is that when I clip it on me, I do this fun thing where I just flip my hair around all the time and it. Oh, yeah. Same girl. Crackles. It's just (laughs) the dreads. Where did they go? I took out my braids. I'm in and out of braids. I love to just experiment, but also my hair, my head needs a break. Honestly, I love your short hair. It's so iconic. Like, it's so you. Like, thank you. But. Everyone, Jordan Alexander, the new gossip girl herself, <laughs> is here with us today to chat a little bit about her successes because she's an absolute icon and, um, you know, that's that on that. And um, Jordan, I am so happy to have you today. Um, Thank you. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself for those who maybe aren't super familiar with your background? Yes. Okay. So my name is Jordan Alexander and I'm an artist. And most recently, I booked a role in HBO Max Gossip Girl. And that has really changed my life and opened up a lot of opportunities and doors for me um, in acting, but also as an artist overall, because I make music. I've had the opportunity to, you know, connect with different musicians. Whereas before, you know, it's just there's something that like a spotlight, like being on an HBO show is going to just provide you with more opportunities. And so, yeah, I'm just happy and excited. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, obviously, I have known you now for like, yeah, oh my God, nearly four two years. years. Only two? Why does it feel like longer? Were you going to say four? I was going to say four. Is it only two? But it's just felt as though like yeah. we've been so connected that it's been like a whole four years. And we've obviously. literally only hung out like um, twice, but it, those were just very pivotal moments. <laughs> so pivotal. That photo? Oh, my God. That photo of us the on the stairs? I will put it. I will put it here. Please. Um, Jordan lovingly sent this photo of me passed out to my boss on my phone, which is fine. I, I thought it was so funny okay. the next day. I lived. The next day he was like, May. And May. I was like, he loves you. That's so cool. He was like, obviously this is Jordan. Like, I know you guys are buds, but like, I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. For context, I got really drunk at a work event um, because I had two margaritas. Give me two margaritas. But also, like, okay, technically, it wasn't at the work event. You were totally professional at the work event. It was well, the after party. It was the after party. I, that's okay. Girl, listen. Okay, the way I deal with things like that, I just pretend I didn't hear it. You know what I mean? I just play dumb. Wait, wait what do you mean? I'm like. <laughs> that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Like, you misheard me. Didn't happen. That's so weird of you. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. We lived. We learned. We bonded. The real tragedy of the night was me losing my gift bag. I'm like still upset about that. I'm not gonna lie. Girl, I made it in the wind. I made it all the way back to Canada with my fucking crinkled ass up like poster because I we, we stayed out like we stayed out. The last thing I remember was us sitting at catch and me just like looking at you feeding you yes, sushi funny. and then 
woke up naked in this bed. You at the at the front desk, like trying to get us a table. I was like, oh my god, this is the level of fucking like I don't even know. You're like, okay, listen, listen, honey, like just. Drunk May is going to get us into, like, any party ever. Drunk May has no shame. None. It's, like, it's kind of a problem. Because, like, normal me already just has, like, barely any filter. Mm. But, like, as Mm. soon as there is, like, a substance, it's, like, no, you love me. We're best friends. You're going to obviously help as you can. Because we're best friends. We're family. We've known each other since birth. Forever. In the last five minutes, we have bonded on a deeper level than you ever will with another person on earth. Yeah. And they're like, who are you? Um, yeah, she's like, well, anyway, ma'am, okay. I don't think we have a table. We got a table. We had a great time. They paid, like, they comped most of the stuff. So, like, cool. it worked. Okay, more importantly, Jordan, can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in the arts? <laughs> in the arts? Um, yeah, I mean... My mom and dad are like very creative types. Like my mom did modeling when she was little. My dad was doing like acting and music and he still does. And so it was kind of like always around me. Um, So when I was little, they put me in like commercials and stuff, just kind of in and out. My parents are like very not stage parents. Like if I didn't want to do it, they were like, okay. So I would like stop for like years at a time. And then I would be like, oh yeah, that thing. Like, can we do it again? They'd be like, okay. So it was very, like, very, very informal. Um, And then I got really interested in music and I started, like, putting all of my effort and focus in that. Um, And then I found my way back to acting again in, like, the end of 2019. Um, And, yeah, it was just, like, a really positive experience. I got picked up for a show called Sacred Lies and that was, like, really exciting. And then the following year I got picked up for Gossip Girl so, yeah, it was just uh, just kind of flow together, just kind of yeah, flowed. Yeah, that, like it really just was like one like that one project really just led right into Gossip Girl. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and like some of um, some of the stuff that I'd done for music had also contributed because as I was going through the audition process for Gossip Girl, um, they asked for like some music videos that I did. So like I submitted this music video that I made called Cool. And yeah, just like giving a more rounded sense of like who I am, how I look and like what I do, I guess mm-hmm. kind of contributed to booking that role. Can you tell me a little bit about your music career, like prior to Mandrigma? Mandrigma, yes. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, um, I have a band um, with my bandmate, Sakina Garcia, called Mandrigma, which is a Filipino or a sorry Tagalog word for warrior. Um, and I've been doing music solo for ever. Like I've always just been a very like solo music person. So this was like a really fun, exciting endeavor. Um, and now next year I'm going back to solo as well, like both at the same time, but like I have, um, a project that I'll be releasing next year solo. Um, so I'm really excited to like be involved in both of those things. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Wait. So how many songs had you like released prior to joining the band like 10 
I had, oh yeah, I had like an unofficial album, like just kind of like scrap it together, like, you know, just, just doing the best that I had with what I had um, and like making music videos. I, I made three music videos from that album. Um, and I think there were maybe like nine songs on it. And then I released a single all by myself, just, just because I love, like, I just love it. I don't necessarily have like a lot of guidance or like people managing me or all this type of stuff, but I know that I love it. And so I just ask my friends for help and kind of make it work. So yeah, about 10 songs. And then, um, I released three songs with Mandirigma and one music video. And my upcoming body of work, which I call my first studio album because it's like the first one that's like really, you know, um, there will be nine songs on that. That's so cool. So I know all of Mandarigma is like Tagalog, but is yours entirely in English? Mine is entirely in English. Do I have any? I don't have any um, second language stuff in my song because I don't actually speak any other language other than English. The only reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like girly got tagalog down no 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 no, no, no. i literally my contribution to that song was purely melodic and i would like kind of gibberish in the way that i think the guy looks sounds and then sakina would like write the actual part of the song yeah i love that yeah that's amazing your first studio album congratulations that's so exciting i'm currently you know very early stages of working on an album as well so like E, love that for us. We're so cute. Oh my God, uh, so proud of you. Can you talk us a little bit about the actual booking of Gossip Girl? Like how was that process, the audition of it all? So when, when I first auditioned for Gossip Girl, COVID had not happened. So that must've been like really early 2020. I did a first audition um, and I just never heard back. And then the pandemic happened and I completely forgot. And then like, end of August in 2020, like I all of a sudden get this call, like asking for like extra materials, like, oh, can you send that music video and this and that, like different supporting materials for the edition, I guess. And then I did one Zoom audition or like a second Zoom or a second edition. And then I just got it, which was wild because it had been so out of my mind. I was like, oh, Dang, like, I guess I didn't get it. But honestly, there's like, you audition for so many things. Like, you can't fill your mind with like, oh, wonder what that is. You just have to move on. So I'd moved on. I completely forgot about it. And so it was so exciting and cool to have that, have been cooking that whole time. And I was just like completely unaware. Oh my gosh. But you never had to like go in person for anything. It was entirely just like, that's crazy. Yeah. Good for you. That's my girl. She said, I sent in some materials and I booked it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not um, how it's ever been before. Like when I booked Sacred, (laughs) yeah. No, when I booked Sacred Lies, I think I did like four. They were all self-tapes though. I haven't, because it's like the world of self-tapes now, you know, it's just easier. You have more access. So I've, I've actually never done like a chemistry test or anything like that. Well, what was your experience like on set for Gossip Girl? Like, because you got it and so like you hadn't met anyone you just like show up one day like basically yeah I mean Whitney Peak was so cute she was kind of like the ringleader of everything once she found who whose cast she'd like 
reach out to them on Instagram and like introduce them to the group chat and everything. I think I was the second to last person cast. I think Evan was the last person cast. So yeah, they, you know, they all had a group chat together. And so I joined that and was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And everyone was so excited. It was, re- it was really cool. It was an unbelievable experience. Like I've never done anything like that. And it's just, it's just a world that I didn't know anything about is, you know, only observe. So you're from Canada, you just like moved out to New York. And did they get you an apartment? And you just kind of were like, Mah. no, I got myself an apartment, which was crazy, because it was COVID. And I needed to leave in like two weeks. Like I found out and then they're like, okay, cool. Can you move to New York in two weeks? And I was like, yep, sure. <laughs> So I literally (laughs) Zoom with this realtor that I was working with or like, I don't know, someone helping me find a place to rent and he he like shows me around and I was like, okay, perfect, please book it. That's it. And then that was the spot. And it's a really cool place. I was living in Bushwick and it had like 10 foot windows. It was really, really small. It was gorgeous. Thank you. You really pretty photos that you would take. The Excel spreadsheet I had, Jordan, that was tracked. You're so... You understand how closely. Doing what I do, which I don't really talk about too much in the pod because I don't want to get fired, um, <laughs> is like actually very helpful to like yeah. Yeah, the podcast and like the arts and things like that because it's like I already do have like a lot of inside knowledge when it comes to like how things are set up, like how the structure is broken down, like how you kind of got to get things done. Yeah. Like, how to pitch yourself to people, Ugh. how to find the email addresses for the random people that you just somehow have to know. Speaking of, I may need to pick your brain because that is so true. Like having that back end knowledge behind the scenes stuff is not something that a lot of artists have, you know? And it's like, it's kind of the classic thing. It's like you have the arts and then you have the arts business and it's totally separate yeah. and you might not know how to do the arts business part. Here's the biggest thing that I've learned in this industry is that there is so much gatekeeping. Yeah, They want to keep it separate for a reason. Because yeah. the people who are running the business of the arts, most of them originally wanted to be artists wow. and couldn't. And they do not want artists involved. Interesting. In do not want you to know because they want to be able to control it. Wow. Okay, insider scoop. That is very, very interesting because as humans, we, we're so much more alike than we are different. And you you know if you were taught to do the business side of things like you probably could do it and that's not to say that there isn't so much value in having someone to do that stuff for you it frees yes. up so much of your time you're able to do more art stuff but i think there is a lot of the business side of things that you are able to do as an artist and that's something that i've started to realize because i'm really doing this this time all by myself and i'm yeah. realizing like I can figure it out. Like I can do it. I can yeah. ask my friends. I can, you know, if there's something that I don't know, I don't have to let that stop me and assume, oh, well, I need someone else to do it. I can learn how exactly. to do it. You can learn how to do it. And like, here's the thing. This is why I started the podcast is because it's like, I want to learn how to do it. I want to be able to sit down with the people like from all the different backgrounds. Like I've been able to like sit down with a composer and be like, okay, how do you do it? How like, do you do? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. How do you start? Like, like, where am I? Amazing. <laughs> What's going on? Because <laughs> it is so hard to like, number one, find people to do it for you when you're not anybody in the industry. Yeah. And number two, like have the money to do it unless you are already generationally wealthy or Boom. like Boom. established in some way in which you have these funds already that you can, you know, 
Hang on, Wasabi's screaming. Wasabi! Let's see. You like my sun, my moon, my stars. Wow, what a great cat. Ooh. This is Wasabi. I love him. Wow, he's so such a floppy cat. Oh, you have the perfect cat. That cat doesn't even look real. Holy he's shit. literally just, he's, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's a spicy boy. No, yeah, it's all gatekeeping. Genuinely. Yeah. Here's my thing is that I do believe once you get big enough, you need the professionals. You need the people that have spent their lives devoting it to doing nothing but that one thing for you. Because that is how you're going to truly be successful. It's why you eventually need a record label because they are the people that are most experienced in doing that and they have the connections and they have the resources. But when you're someone that's just starting out, nobody is going to give you those kinds of resources for free without some sort of want in return. Yeah. Yeah, and you could be kind of, you know, selling off more than you'd be comfortable with because you are at such a new point in your career and you just think you need the help and you think, oh, well, yeah, sure, have this, like, 360 deal that leaves me with nothing and I don't own my masters and none of my music is mine and, like, all that weird shit that happens, you know, where people just take advantage of new artists. So I think... Um, I think this is also becoming more public knowledge, like take a long time to work on things yourself, to work with your friends, to figure these things out. And then when you're at a place where it becomes almost like too much for you to handle, you may have more bargaining power. So you're able to exactly. kind of, you know what I mean? Come to the table with something and, and knowledge as well. So that you're not just being taken advantage of. Because that is like the real danger of this business is that they are so ready to just chew you up and spit you out unless you have some sort of support system or reason for them to not want to. It's ruthless out here. Thank God you are already so established as a human being. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and like you already like have the so already having that means that it's gonna be listened to. People that like are excited for your success yeah, you know, that's something that I'm talking about a lot. I have like a group of artists and creatives around me who out of the goodness of their hearts are just like lending their skill and their abilities. Like my album is co-executive produced by my friend Havaya Mighty, who's like an incredible artist and rapper and her friend Taboo, who's also an incredible producer and just musician and artist all around. Like they're, they've really rallied around me and I feel like they believe in my success and, you know, translating those fans who came from Gossip Girl to fans of me and my music is definitely something that I'm like really focusing on, right? Like I really believe I have something that they're gonna like, but at the same time, I need to offer it to them in a way that they're receptive to. Yeah, no, absolutely. How? How would you say like you're kind of going about like separating yourself, Jordan, from Gossip Girl, Jordan? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it that's that's hard, right? That's like that's challenging because I I'm so grateful for Gossip Girl and I'm so excited for what it's done for me and like all the opportunities and everything. But yeah, at the same time, I also do need people to see the other aspects as well um I mean I'm, I'm kind of just I'm kind of just taking both in stride like if people want to comment oh my god Julian 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 I'm like great amazing thank you you know what I mean um <laughs> yeah. but you know maybe one of those people is going to recognize um something else and so I'm just kind of 
just kind of trying to feel it out and see how to do that. I don't, I don't really know actually how to do that. <laughs> no, I will say that I think the strike has helped in a way because you've literally had to separate your social media from Julian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you've literally not been allowed to. Yeah. So I feel like that in a sense has kind of given you a little bit of distance. It's like you, can you tell us maybe a few of your favorite or like funny little gossip girl memes for the fans? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, everything was so exciting, especially at the beginning. Um, and there was this one time, I think it was maybe the first scene that Whitney and I shot together and we were both just like, what is happening? like this is so cool <laughs> we were doing a car scene so we were like in the streets of new york it's like beautiful fall i'm like is this actually real and we both just like had this moment where i feel like we were just freaking out and we were singing kendrick lamar and just like being excited and yeah it was just really cool just like such a happy memory <laughs> Obviously, like, your personality is very different from Julian, hmm. I would say. How did you find that character? Like, what did you do to prepare? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a thing that happens when you say words that aren't your own. So, like, when you're, when you're speaking a script, and I feel like that really informs how I kind of act. So, I'm like, who is the type of person to say something like this? And then I really let the words kind of speak for themselves. But I also wanted to look into kind of like influencers and, you know, people who lived a life of privilege. Um, I mean, I have like certain privileges, like being born in the Western world. Like I wasn't like poor, but I wasn't well off, you know, like I would got a job when I was like 13, stuff like that. So it's just very different from the stuff that like an Upper East Side New York kid is going to yeah. experience. So, yeah, I definitely had to kind of embody this different person. And I don't know, I had a lot of fun with it. And I feel like especially once you put on the clothes and you're in New York, it's very yeah. easy to like, you know, just kind of <laughs> morph. Sacred Lies, the project that I did before Gossip Girl, was an orphan teen who had been through like so much trauma and like her mother had died and her father was like not in the picture and everything. And that is completely different from my experience. And so that was another really, really different kind of role to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I did research actually, like I did research on what happens in like group homes or like what going through the system is like and there's things that I've known because you just hear about it like going through the system is not pleasant and um so I think just like learning and watching like even they have like vice documentaries like interviewing real people just kind of get a sense of like how people respond and react to experiencing something like that yeah painful painful um, but that's so cool that you were like, okay, let's let's figure out, you know, getting into the mind of these people. That's what really drew me into acting and like also why I studied like psychology in college because it's mm -hmm. like I really enjoy truly understanding people for wow. why they have done the things that they have done and why they continue to act this way. What it is about their past that is informing their future. There's definitely overlap in like psychology and acting because, you know, understanding why people do what they do, that's going to be part of how you build a role and how you build the reality of a person, like what brought them to do 
whatever scene you're playing now. Exactly. You know, exactly. Backstory. There's always a backstory, right? Theater and like acting, the most powerful way for people to genuinely understand the experience of another. It sounds like you have had this like really deep interest and love of acting. Is that like, when did you start doing that? I mean, I started acting at three. I was my first musical at three. My dream is actually to become the youngest EGOT holder on earth. I have danced since I was three. I do ballet, tap, jazz, point, lyrical, contemporary, modern, and hip hop. I play piano, flute, piccolo, and oboe. I started my first musical when I was three. I was in 101 Dalmatians. I was Pepper. That's why I named my rabbit Pepper as a child. And so I was in like 30 musicals before I graduated high school, I think. And yeah, I went to college and was on a dance team and like did shows and everything still. Um, EGOT holder has always kind of been the dream, um, but like it's only recently that I've been able to like admit that to people. <laughs> It seems to me like every single second of the day you will be utilizing for one of your passions, for one of your loves. Like, I don't know how you do so much. <laughs> My parents were very overbearing. You're wild. I, I mean, that is, I feel like that would break me. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, because I, it's just so funny. And honestly, that's a that's a, a thing that starts at parenting right like my parents were very like loosey-goosey so I've never had a like rigid structure so, so I just don't have life yeah. and I'm just that sounds like I would have a breakdown <laughs> no honestly it's definitely why I have such a bad anxiety disorder <laughs> She's real. It does affect her. It no, does affect her. No, I feel like you're doing so great and amazing and you know, you're really striving and reaching for your goals and when you do put that much effort in, it really just makes anything possible because you've just already closed that gap. Yeah. No, yeah. Compared to the point where when the opportunity comes, I'm ready. But yeah, then you gotta come hang out here. I can't believe that you were on a whole van tour and I didn't see you. I. Okay, well, the van tour was crazy. <laughs> talk about Girl, we fucking, the second we took the RV, we hit something. And so then it was this whole saga basically the entire time trying to like fix the. It was just really. Yo. It was amazing, but it was so chaotic. I went to LA and saw not a single person. That's fair. Not car troubles. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't drive the R I did drive the RV once and then I missed an exit and I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> exit in LA during rush hour. Okay, now we just added two hours. No, like literally, yeah, you're yeah, I think that we need like a couple more troubleshoot for those people who aren't so, like I'm not super comfortable driving. Like I'm an okay driver. For so long, I was like so anxious about driving that I turned into an asshole driver. I will also, if it's okay with you, I would love to link a few of your like songs and things and like maybe just like a little snippet here and there so people can like listen and appreciate and go see you. Um, but yes, that is amazing. Do you have any other fun projects coming up that you would like to pub? Yeah, I mean, there's Mending Mile that you can check out and please do. We have three singles and a beautiful music video that we shot in the Philippines. Um, and then just my solo project, which I'm very, very excited about. And you're going to be seeing a lot That's about good. that very soon. I'm underground right now, prepping it all. And then it was just going to explode like a volcano onto the scene. So yeah, just keep an eye out for that. And yeah, I'm just very excited about what 2024 has to offer. I feel like 
it's going to be a very creative year, um, opening a lot of different things up for me. So yeah. no, it's amazing. I'm so glad. And now that thank God the dual strikes are over. So we like talking about the projects that we work on and also like auditioning for things and hopefully getting cast in other things. Um, and we love making music. And one day I would love to perchance have you as a collaborator on my album if you would be down. Absolutely do that. That's Amazing. absolutely do that. Very I love exciting. that. I think how hard working you are and creative and like full of joy and life. <laughs> like May's joking, but genuinely she will get anything that she wants from a person because they are gonna feel that genuine love and joy from her in like five minutes. So when we saw it work, I was oh, like, oh my god, because I'm nervous. Like I'm not really gonna go up to someone and be like, hi, like this is coming to table, like whatever. I'd be like, mm, if you have one, I don't know. But, <laughs> like, let me see. And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>, I guess. <laughs> I thought kill him with kindness, man. <laughs> And we got this and we're going to art and it's going to be amazing. And we have each other and we have so many other amazing connections within the business. If you see something that someone else is doing that you like, yes. be inspired by that. Like is your kin, right? Yep. You're drawn yep. to that. Yeah. That's You're liking your it. That's literally your family. That's your kin. That's someone who's doing something that you are yeah. interested in. And support them. Love them. Say like I. Oh. And. I have to start working. Okay, it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Jordan Alexander, you are my queen. You are my icon. You are the love of my life. Um, I thank you so much for coming on this. Have a great, wonderful day. You too, baby. I hope you have the best day ever. Okay, have a great day at work. I love Bye. you. Bye. Are you PMSing?